0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've been learning about the Israelites and a man named Samuel. In our last episode, do you remember what happened to the Ark of the Covenant? That's right, it was captured by the Philistines. You see, the Israelites had turned away from the one true God, Yahweh, and had started worshiping false gods. One of the false gods they worshipped was named Baal. Do you know what the name Baal means? It means master or Lord. Baal was not a real God, but they worshipped him like he was their master or Lord. They made images and idols from gold and called them Baal. They would place the idols in their homes and bow down and pray to those idols. They would pray to Baal and ask him to send them rain to help their crops grow so they could have food to eat. Now, I know what you are thinking. Why would they pray to an idol that can't speak or talk or do anything when they could pray to the one true God who created the water and the sky and the clouds that gave rain? This broke the heart of God. He loved the Israelites as a father loves his children, but they had turned their backs on him and now found themselves without his protection. I'm sure you are wondering if the Israelites would ever see the Ark of the Covenant again since it had been captured by the Philistines. Well, let's find out what happened to the Ark once the Philistines captured it. After the Philistines captured the Ark of God, They took it to their city of Ashdod. And then they carried the ark into a large temple where they had built an altar and a statue of a false god they named Dagon. The Philistines' god was named Dagon. He was just another false god made out of stone that couldn't speak or couldn't move or could not do anything because he was not real. But the Philistines worshipped him. They had built an entire temple where they could come and bow down and worship Dagon. So, they placed the Ark of the Covenant in the same temple where they worshipped their false god Dagon. The Philistines then went to their homes and went to sleep for the night. The next morning, when the Philistines entered the temple of Dagon, do you know what they found? There they saw the statue of Dagon fallen on the ground, face down before the Ark of the Lord. Can you imagine that? It looked as though the statue of Dagon was actually worshipping the Lord. Surely it was just an accident, the Philistines thought. He must have fallen over during the night. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. Then they went home and went to sleep and returned to the temple the next morning. And can you guess what they found in the temple the next morning? When they entered the temple, there was Dagon fallen on his face on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. And this time his head and hands had been broken off and were lying there next to his body. O truth-seekers, only the power of the one true and living God could do this. The Philistines began to realize that maybe the Israelites' God was more powerful than the God they worshipped. The hand of God was heavy upon the Philistines. They had been struck with plagues just like the Egyptians, and such fear came over them that they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and asked them, What shall we do with the ark of the God of Israel? Did you hear that? They said, The God of Israel. The Philistines would still not bow down to the one true and living God. Even though they had seen his power and heard of his miracles in Egypt, they refused to bow down and worship him as their God too. The leaders of the Philistines said, Let's move the ark to another city. So they moved the ark of God to a city called Gath. But the Lord's presence was heavy upon the people of that city too, and they panicked. And instead of worshiping God and bowing down to him, the people of Gath said, Take the ark away from us. So they sent the ark of God to another Philistine city called Ekron. And even before the ark of the covenant could come into the city of Ekron, the people of Ekron cried out against it. They had heard of the power of God, of Israel on the Ark of the Covenant and what had happened in the other Philistine cities, and they didn't want the Ark of the Covenant coming to their city. They neither would bow down and worship the one true and living God. So they called together all the rulers of the Philistines and said, "'Send the Ark of the God of Israel away. Let it go back to its own place.' So when the Ark of the Covenant had been in the Philistine territory seven months, the Philistines called the priests and the diviners and said, What shall we do with the Ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it back to its place. They answered, If you return the Ark of the God of Israel, do not send it away empty, but by all means send a guilt offering to him. Then you will be healed, and you will know why his hand has not been lifted from you. They said, get a new cart ready with two cows, hitch the cows to the cart, take the ark of the Lord and put it on the cart, and in a chest beside it, put the gold objects you are sending back to him as a guilt offering. Send it on its way by itself and keep watching. If it goes up to its own territory toward the city of Beth Shemesh, then we will know this really was the Lord, the God of Israel so they did this they took the two cows and hitched them to the cart and placed the ark of the lord on the cart and along with the chest containing the gold offerings and they let the cows go with no one to guide them and do you know what those cows did the presence of the lord guided those cows directly back to israel to the city of beth shemesh keeping on the road all the way They did not turn to the right or to the left. The rulers of the Philistines followed them as far as the border of the town of Beth Shemesh to see what would happen. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were harvesting their wheat in the valley, and when they looked up and saw the ark they rejoiced at the sight. The cart came right into a field and stopped beside a large rock. The people chopped up the wood of the cart and sacrificed the cows as a burnt offering unto the Lord. The Levites took down the Ark of the Lord together with the chest containing the gold objects and placed them on the large rock. On that day, the people of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and made sacrifices to the Lord because they were so thankful that God had delivered the Ark of the Covenant back to them. Remember, the Ark represented the presence of the Lord and His glory among His people. They worshipped God for returning the Ark in such a miraculous way. The five rulers of the Philistines saw all of this, and then they returned to their Philistine cities. And the Israelites in Beth Shemesh said, Who can stand in the presence of the Lord? This holy God! To whom will the Ark of the Covenant go up from here? Where can the Ark stay? So they sent messengers to the other Israelites, saying, The Philistines have returned the Ark of the Lord. Come down and take it up to your place. So Israelite men from the town of Kiriath-Jerim came and took up the Ark of the Lord. They took it to a man named Abinadab and placed it in his house. And they consecrated his son, Eleazar with the special job of guarding the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. What a special job Eleazar had in the house of his father to look after the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Lord stayed in Abinadab's home for the next 20 years. And as the years went by, suddenly the people's hearts began to change they began to cry and mourn. Why were they crying, you ask? Weren't they happy they had the Ark of the Covenant back? What was wrong? Well, even though they had the Ark of the Covenant back in their land, the Israelites felt far away from God. They did not feel His presence in their hearts or near to Him, and they began to cry. Now, Here is the moment I know you have been waiting for, truth seekers. Guess who stepped up to be the spiritual leader and judge of Israel during this time? If you said Samuel, then you are correct. During these years, Samuel had been growing up in the temple. He grew up to be a strong leader and man of God. He had been serving at the temple all this time, listening to the instruction of God, learning how to hear from Him and follow Him. And when the people of Israel began to cry out to God, it was Samuel who spoke up. And Samuel said to them, If you really are returning to the Lord with your whole heart, then you must rid yourselves of the foreign false gods you have been worshiping commit yourselves to the lord and serve him only and he will deliver you from the hands of the philistines do you know what the israelites did after listening to samuel they put away their false gods and they served the lord only oh truth seekers what good news this is for the israelites samuel said assemble all israel at mitzvah and I will intercede with the Lord for you." Do you know what it means to intercede for someone? If you intercede for someone, you ask for help on their behalf when they can't. You see, Samuel was so close to God and had such a good friendship with God that he was able to come before the Lord on behalf of the Israelites and ask God to forgive them. Samuel became their leader at mitzvah when the Israelites had assembled at mitzvah they went without food and confessed we have sinned against the Lord they bowed their heads and they bowed their hearts before the Lord in reverent forgiveness they worshiped the Lord and were sorry for the sins they'd committed can you just picture this moment in your mind the crowds and crowds of Israelites bowing down before the Lord, repenting of their sins, asking for forgiveness for turning their backs on God. Oh, I'm sure the heart of God was so pleased that day. His children had returned to him. When the Philistines heard that Israel had gathered together at Mitzbah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When the Israelites got news that the Philistines were coming to attack, they were afraid. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hands of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a lamb and offered it up as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the lamb, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But do you know what happened? Do you think the Philistines won that day? No. That day the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed and turned around before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mitzbah and chased after the Philistines and overcame them that day. That day the Lord won the victory for the Israelites. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up and named it Ebenezer. Can you say Ebenezer? Samuel named the stone Ebenezer, saying, Thus far has the Lord helped us. Whenever the Israelites would look at that stone, they would remember the day the Lord helped them and saved them from the Philistines. And so the Philistines were subdued and did not invade Israelite territory again. And throughout Samuel's lifetime, the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines. The Philistine towns of Ekron and Gath actually belonged to Israel and were returned to them. And Israel delivered the neighboring territory from the power of the Philistines. Samuel continued as judge over Israel all the days of his life. From year to year he traveled throughout Israel, from Bethel to Gilgal to Mitzpah, judging Israel in all those places. The Israelites would come to him for wisdom and to help them and to pray for them. But Samuel would always remember to go back to his home in Ramah, to visit his mother Hannah who had prayed for him for so many years. There he judged and built an altar to the Lord. Dear true seekers, There are many truths we can find in today's story. One truth we find is that God will not give His glory to another. Not even a false god named Dagon. God is holy and to be worshipped. He does not want us to make an idol of anything. You may say, well, I don't have idols of false gods like Dagon or Baal in my home that I bow down to. That may be true. But have you made something or someone in your life more important than God? Anything that you make more important than God can become an idol in your life. We must be careful to give God all of our heart and allow Him to have first place in our lives. He wants all of our heart because He loves us so much and He has so many good things for us. The Israelites prayed to Baal to send them rain because they stopped trusting in God. But we can trust God because He is the giver of all good things. His intentions and plans for us are only good. Even when we don't see it, He is working all things together for good to them that love Him. We must turn to God with all of our hearts, ask for forgiveness, and seek Him just like the Israelites did. In the end, God defeated the Philistines for the Israelites because he loved them and wanted to protect them as they put their trust in him. We also learned that God used Samuel to be a great leader among the people. As you follow the Lord with your whole heart, God will use you too to share the love of Jesus with those around you. Who around you needs to hear about the good news that Jesus has saved us from our sins and that all we have to do is believe in Him and we can know Him and have a relationship with Him? Have you shared that good news with anyone today? Don't be afraid because you are young. God can use you no matter how old you are. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in 1 Samuel chapters 5-7. through let me pray with you before we go dear father we ask for forgiveness of any place in our hearts where we have made something more important than you forgive us father and help us to worship you and you alone we place you as lord of our lives and give you first place we look to you for our help and guidance lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake and deliver us from our enemies that would come against us You alone have the power to save. You are worthy of all of our worship and praise. Amen. Thank you so much for your support for the podcast. I love reading your reviews. If you feel so led, you can leave a review in iTunes, which helps the podcast to be found by others. You can also support the podcast financially for $6 a month at patreon.com forward slash Sherilyn R. Grant. You will receive monthly devotionals and teachings as a patron member. And most importantly, your prayers for this ministry are appreciated as the podcast is heard around the globe. Thank you so much. I look forward to our time together next week.